Welcome. Thank you to everyone who is here tonight to see the outcomes of the Investing You Reducing Gambling Harm in Brimbank project. The project aims to change the Brimbank story by working with communities to co-design culturally appropriate gambling harm reduction campaigns. Tonight we will see the impressive outcomes of these collaborations. It's my pleasure now to introduce our Mayor, Ranka Rasik, to say a few words on behalf of Council about the importance of this project. Thank you, Christine. I would like to acknowledge my fellow Brimbank councillors, CEO of Victoria Responsible Gambling Foundation, Shane Lucas, all the project partners and service providers who have worked with Council to deliver the project, project community and steering committee members, and everyone else joining this broadcast tonight. On behalf of Brimbank City Council, I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri people, and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thank you all for joining me online tonight. As Mayor of Brimbank City Council, it is my great pleasure to launch tonight's Invest in You, Changing the Brimbank Story. This is a project led by Council to reduce gambling harm. Brimbank is heavily impacted by gambling harm. It has the highest losses from pokey machines in the whole state. As a council, we are advocating strongly with the Victorian government to change this, and we have requested that gaming venue operating hours be reduced to prevent further damaging losses. And it is project like Invest in You that will also make an impact. The project showcases how you can change your story by investing in you, rather than hoping for wind to support a self-determined future. Through this, through this project and working with community organizations, we have developed some useful resources. This offer alternative to gambling and will also promote and raise awareness of no charge and low cost activities to encourage investment in yourself, your well-being and to build social connection. These resources will soon be available through councils, libraries, neighborhood houses and leisure centers. A big part of the project has been having a number of culturally and linguistically diverse community organizations help shape the campaigns. These organizations have played an important role working together with council and project partners to deliver culturally appropriate campaigns and resources on gambling harm alternatives. The materials are tailored to help different communities by using their own voice and in, first, in their own language. I'd like to thank all of the organizations who worked on this project. I think you'll find that the community conversations tonight provide an opportunity for people to share their journey from gambling to recovery. Through sharing stories, we hope to build community awareness of the harm that can, ex that can be experienced from gambling, make it okay to discuss the subject of problem gambling, help people realize they are not alone, raise awareness of services available, and encourage those struggling to seek help. We hope this project will help you and our communities invest in their individual interests and skills as we all social and culturally connect to build a future that is free from gambling harm. I now hand you back to Christine and I hope you take away a lot from tonight's important conversation. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Ranka. And I invite Shane Lucas to say a few words. Shane is the CEO of the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation that funded this project through the Prevention Partnerships Program. Over to you, Shane. We might get back to Shane. Um, Brimbank Council is taking a proactive stance in addressing gambling harm through its policies and advocacy work, and also through its libraries enabled house programs that focus on delivering positive economic, social and health outcomes for the Brimbank community. I'd now like to hand over to Brooke Quinn, who is Council's Social Policy Officer and oversees implementation of Council's electronic gambling policy. Brooke will provide an overview of the work Council has been doing to assist in reducing gambling harm in Brimbank. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks, Christine. Um, thanks for that introduction. Um, I'll just start by um, showing some of the recent trends that we've seen here in Brimbank um, around some of the, the, uh, the expenditure on gambling. Um, this graph um, coming up now shows, unfortunately, that Rimbank has experienced um, quite a big increase in losses from electronic gaming machines over the last 12 months. Um, you can see there that um, bar on the on the left-hand side shows that Rimbank's losses increased by 15% um, over the two years, and that was the biggest increase of any of the uh, top 10 LGAs. Um, some of the factors that might have um, contributed to this increase include the pressures of the pandemic, um, social isolation, mental health impacts and, and unemployment, pent-up demand with people not being able to use the machines for an extended period of time, and also to some extent um, there's some thought that potentially some of the increased savings that people have um, accumulated with not being able to um, visit retail stores might have contributed to that as well. Um, it is a worrying trend and it's something that we're hoping um, to avoid when gaming machines open again, um, probably in, a, in about a month or so. Um, just moving on to um, the next um, slide, you can see there that um, this slide is just showing the difference between um, spending on electronic gaming machines and wagering and sports betting, um, <clears throat> most of which occur now, now occurs online. And you can see that for the first time, wagering and sports betting was actually higher than poker machines. Um, on a daily basis, poker machines are still ahead, but um, this is a, a recent trend that we're seeing, and it's a combination of, um, I guess, better understanding of spending on online gambling, but also an increase that um, has been brought on to some extent by the, the COVID pandemic and the closure of gaming machines. So it's, a, it's another trend that we're seeing, and it's really showing that online gambling is now pretty much of the same um, contributing to gambling harm to a similar extent to electronic gaming machines. Um, I'll also now just talk a little bit about Council's electronic gambling policy. Um, Council's efforts are guided by the policy that was adopted um, in 2019. Um, the next slide will sort of outline some of those um, key areas of focus. So we have a focus on advocacy. So as, as um, Mayor Rasic um, mentioned earlier, um, operating hours from gaming venues and also gambling ads is another area where council's got an, in, um, an interest in terms of its advocacy. 
Home prevention initiatives, so this is a, a really good example, the Invest in New project. Also, Libraries After Dark is another area that Council's focused on. Promoting alternative activities through libraries, neighbourhood centres and leisure centres. Data and research, so monitoring some of the trends that um, I just talked about earlier. And participating and supporting in independent research, which the Foundation um, support as well through their funding. Um, and finally, just raising community awareness um, of the impact on communities, but also where to seek help and, and where to get um, support to um, reduce the impact of gambling harm. So um, while the trends are suggesting that there's there's some concerns there, um, projects like this really do make a difference. And I'll now pass back to Christine. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Brooke. I'll just check and see if Shane is able to uh, join us and if his microphone issues have been fixed. Yes, can you uh, hear me now, Christine? I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, fantastic. Sorry, I, I, I just couldn't, I was clicking the unmute and wasn't achieving anything. So we're right to, uh, right to go right now, to Christine? Go. Yep. Excellent, yep. thank right you. And thank you, Brooke, for um, for stepping in at, uh, at the 11th hour, as we often have to do in these uh, online circumstances. So some really interesting information there. And we're obviously also following very closely at the foundation the growth of online uh, expenditure through the course of the, uh, the COVID pandemic when venues are closed, which might seem like a positive for some persons who experience gambling harm, but if that harm is being experienced in other areas, we're very concerned about that as well. So look, thank you again for inviting me tonight and, and good evening to everyone for joining us in the launch of the Invest in New project. Uh, I would also, as I said, tried to say before, uh, like to acknowledge traditional owners of the land on which uh, we're meeting tonight, the many lands on which we're meeting tonight and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Um, also want to thank and acknowledge uh, Brimbank Mayor Councillor Renka Rasic for her introduction uh, and for the work that she does uh, at the council to uh, really try and focus the local communities uh, engagement with this issue of gambling harm because we know that that's a major issue in the Brimbank community. Also want to acknowledge uh, Brimbank City Council Acting CEO Warren Roberts, um, other councillors that may be on the call, uh, the project steering and community committee members who've given so generously of their time and their passion to this project, um, members of the Vietnamese community, including representatives of our partners at the Australian Vietnamese Women's Association, members of the Pacifica community, including our friends at Pacific Island Creative Arts Australia, uh, members of the, the broader African diaspora community, including members of the Sudanese Mothers Coalition, uh, Gamblers Help, the Invest in New Community Panel. Um, also want to acknowledge the many other community groups involved in this project, and I believe he's on the call, would like to call out my friend and colleague, Paul Fung, uh, who's also a member of the Foundation's Lived Experienced Advisory Committee. Um, I'm in delighted very much to be here tonight and to join in the launch of this Invest in New project and to see the results of the work that's gone into creating the resources and activities that you'll all hear about tonight. As the Mayor said at the start, it's a very real challenge uh, in Brimbank, high rates of gambling losses, among the, the local community and council has shown real leadership in supporting community-led solutions to reduce and prevent gambling harm in the, in the LGA of Brimbank. As Christine said, the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation, um, we fund a range of activities to support Victorians affected or at risk of gambling harm. We look to find ways to prevent that harm as well as provide counselling and support to reduce gambling harm as it's experienced by individuals, 
by families, by communities. And we need to always remember that up to six people uh, are affected by the gambling harm of one individual, that one individual's partner, their brothers, their sisters, their children. There are many people affected by gambling harm who may not necessarily be the gambler themselves. At the foundation, we take a public health approach grounded in creating opportunities to listen and to learn, tailoring programs and services to meet existing needs, as well as emerging issues among various groups at risk. Our academic research program is highly regarded and helps us better understand gambling harm in its many forms at the product level, at the community level, and how individuals experience it. And that latter part's incredibly important where our work is very much informed by local knowledge and by the voices of lived experience. This is why we also work with local government and community organisations such as those involved in this project to find practical local solutions. Since 2014, the Foundation's Prevention Partnerships Program has funded community-led initiatives that aim to raise awareness of the risks of gambling, reduce the stigma of gambling harm, and encourage people experiencing harm to seek support or to talk and support others and encourage them to seek support. Through events like tonight's launch, we also hope other communities will be inspired by Brimbank's achievements to develop similar community-led approaches. Through the Invest in You project, Council has met a challenging issue head on and delivered multiple co-designed initiatives tailored to different cultural groups within the community using a co-design process. Now, co-design, in my view, is really a fancy word for working together from the start. Communities, service providers, local organisations joining with the voices of lived experience to understand local needs, local cultures, local customs, and to build the most effective project from the ground up. Through co-design, the Invest in New project has produced campaigns, initiatives and resources for various communities in the Brimbank area to help prevent and reduce gambling harm as that harm is uniquely experienced within those communities of varying cultures. The resources to be showcased here this evening represent the creativity, the spirit and the cultural diversity of the community of Brimbank. And I also want to acknowledge that much of this success has been achieved during the circumstances we've all been enduring since early 2020, the COVID pandemic. Success has been achieved despite multiple lockdowns and restrictions that have made collaboration and working together even more challenging. The Invest in New project is testament to the perseverance and determination and passion of everyone involved. Quite simply, I think it's extraordinary work. I want to congratulate the project team. I want to congratulate everyone involved in this work and thank you for your commitment to this project and to the Brimbank community. Thank you all and all the very best for the rest of tonight's launch activity. Great. Thanks very much, Shane, for your time tonight and for the great work of the Foundation and Council looks forward to an ongoing partnership with the Foundation. Next up is Josephine Misfoot, who is the Project Officer for Council's Libraries After Dark program, which offers an alternative to gambling venues while building social connection. The Libraries After Dark project is co-funded by the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation and Council. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. And so before I begin, here is a short animation giving an indication of what Libraries After Dark offers. Libraries After Dark has arrived. If you want to add something exciting to your weeknight schedule, 
Your local library is now open late on Thursdays. You've never experienced the library like this before. Learn, discover and create with our all-new After Hours program. There's activities, events and friendly staff ready to welcome you. Thursdays will always bring something new to look forward to. Connect with your community, meet people and discover something new. The library is for everyone. Come down and visit us this Thursday. We might just surprise you. Last year, Tao Hang from the Australian Vietnamese Women's Association came along to a virtual Libraries After Dark story writing workshop facilitated by Malcolm Hill. Jen Sharman and Tao saw the potential for such a program to support the gambling harm reduction work for the Vietnamese community. The result was a virtual Libraries After Dark Vietnamese Story 1001 workshop series. Malcolm facilitated the program, working closely with myself, Jen and Tao. We adapted the sessions. We met up four Thursday evenings in January this year, and it became an oral storytelling workshop with Tao translating and providing a safe anchor for the participants, Hai, Tam and Kim, who were sharing their stories. They gained a sense of uh, agency. They were supporting their community using their own experiences. And along the way, they gained trust, built confidence, and there was empathy for their shared lived experience. Their involvement with Libraries After Dark gave them the impetus to continue working with Jen and Tao to further the project for the Vietnamese community. And tonight, you'll see evidence of this. Libraries After Dark has also been involved with the Invest in New Gardening Gambling Project, supporting seniors from the Bosnian community. Jen and I met up with, the, with them for four sessions at the Westvale Community Centre in March this year. There they tended their newly acquired plots and learned about gardening and the services available to them through the Council's Sustainability Program and the libraries. Libraries are also aligning other adult programs with the Invest in You initiative, such as Adult Learners Week, Seniors Week and Gambling Harm Awareness Week. We will continue to ensure that Invest in You is embedded into relevant library programs, staff training and other Libraries After Dark initiatives, such as a behavioural change and financial wellbeing workshops we are running in October. We really look forward to continuing to grow the positive impact for the community for both investing new and libraries after dark. Thank you, Christine. Right, thanks, Josephine. Libraries after dark is such a great uh, program. Thank you. And finally, I'd like to introduce Jen Sharman, who is the project lead for the Changing the Brimbank Story Investing New Initiative. Jen will give you an overview of the, of the pro project outcomes and be your MC for the rest of the evening. Thank you. Thanks, Christine, and thank you, everyone. For great introductions, particularly Shane. Um, your words around co-design were really beautifully articulated and this is what this project has been all about. I'm coming to you now um, from a quarantine bedroom on the island of Lutruwita or Tasmania on Nipaluna country and I would like to pay my respects to the Tasmanian Aboriginal elders and community members and to any First Nations people that are in the audience tonight. Thank you for tuning in. So the Invest in You project, um, it's a culmination of 14 months worth of work. 
The project has had a real focus on working with communities to co-design gambling harm awareness raising campaigns. The key communities that we've worked with have been the Vietnamese community, Pacifica and African diaspora communities, and it's their work tonight that we'll mostly be focusing on. But we've also worked um, and consulted with and spoken to and had lots of meetings with seniors from different cultural backgrounds. We've worked with um, Chinese gambling harm prevention services, and we've tuned in with the disability networks as well in order to get information back on what the community what community wants to hear about gambling harm in Brimbank. And it's just been these key messages that just keep on coming back, the same kind of messaging coming back from the community. Um, we've embedded that in a brochure that will hopefully come up on screen. And the four messages that the four messages that have driven and informed all of the campaigns are have been community wants to know what is really going on in Brimbank, what are the statistics? They said, shock us, tell us what's happening. And when you hear the stats of um, losses um, after lockdown peaking at around $440,000 a day, it's very easy to be shocked. And this is what the community wants. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what are the traps and the manipulative techniques used by the pokey machines to keep people engaged. They wanted to know what does gambling harm look like and they wanted to know where they could find help. So in all of the resources and all of the uh, work that you see tonight, these are the key underlying messages that you'll keep on hearing over and over again. But it's, they've been interpreted to be culturally specific to the groups that, that we're working with. The other area of concern, particularly for seniors, was this need for more access to more information about alternative activities to gambling, you know, um, particularly no charge and low cost activity. And there is a lot on offer at um, Council. We've, we've um, developed a booklet, the Invest in You booklet, which um, gives an, uh, an overview of the huge array of services on offer at Council. There's so much um, free and low-cost activity, particularly we've been focusing on what's coming through libraries, neighbourhood houses and leisure centres. We've also, um, in this booklet, given an overview of the services that are available for people with disabilities and seniors and for people that are worried about their gambling behaviour. And we've also um, got interviews and quotes from people that have had lived experience of gambling addiction and their responses um, that have indicated how important it is to have an alternative activity when you're trying to give up gambling. So this is booklet. It will be available throughout um, council services and will also be online. We've got a new uh, Invest in You website that will be coming live to you during Gambling Harm Awareness Week. So all of the resources that you see here tonight will be available and we really encourage people to access the site and use the resources. We want to get them out into the community as much as possible. So here now, the most exciting part of the night, I think, is we're going to be now talking and meeting with the different um, community groups that have taken part in the project. The first uh, community group we're going to be talking to is the Vietnamese group. I'm hoping, I uh, guess, here they come. Hi, Tao. Hi, Kim. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hugh. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> you haven't seen you for a while. Nice yeah. to see everybody. Really yeah. Nice to see you. 
Yeah, so could um, could you just give us an introduction to yourself and how you got involved in the project? Hi, would you, um, Tao, would you like to start? Sure, we'll do. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Tao and I am the Gambling Counselling Program Coordinator at ABWA. Kim? Yeah. Good evening, everyone. My name is Kim Thien Thuong and I work at ABWA at the Family Violence Prevention Project Officer. So I use my role to share my knowledge and experience of working with this vulnerable woman and I use my platform to bring awareness and the story from the affected woman in the side. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, so you were really taking that role of working, um, uh, explaining what it feels like to be from the affected other's perspective when we were doing yes. the storytelling. And hi, how about you? How did you get involved in the project? Hi, can you hear us? I think he's frozen. Yes, uh, because hi, uh, hi. the sound yeah. is a bit uh, blurred and I can't hear what you're saying. Oh, okay. Hmm. We're just we're just asking. Can All you right, introduce uh, yourself? Ah, uh, I, I, I'm like experienced for a practice in this project. Thanks, thanks, hi. You've come from the perspective of someone with lived experience of gambling harm. Hmm. And your the words that you and what you brought to the project yep. was yeah was really important in in framing the the resources that we developed. And Hugh, could you explain your role in the project? Sure. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is um, Hugh, um, and I'm a gambling counselor at IVWA. Thank you. And Tao, could you yeah. um, explain, could you explain to us um, the approach that the community committee took towards um, developing the gambling harm reduction campaign. Yeah, so um, just um, a quick introduction about the reason why I was involved in this project is because yep. during my professional practice, I've been working very closely with uh, gamblers and affected others. And I, and I realized that they're just still so very, very limited resource about gambling and, and its associate harms target at the Vietnamese community. So by being involved in this project, it gives us a chance to produce in-language materials to raise awareness about gambling and gambling harms in Vietnamese language that target for the Vietnamese community. And also to develop the links to alternative activities for the community that being offered by Bank City Council rather than gambling. And um, we start the project with the library after dark storytelling section um, run by Malcolm Hill and uh, and Joe. So with the participations of two gamblers and Kim, the project office, officer, who works very closely with the affected others. So during these four-week sections, um, the participants has the chance to talk about their experience of gambling addictions and their recovery journey. And we, um, we were able to draw stories from two different viewpoints, the gamblers and affected others. And we understand that there's still a lot of stigmas and shame towards gambling and help seeking in the Vietnamese community. And we agree that acknowledging the early warning signs of gambling addiction is very important. 
So from these sections, we, de uh, we develop the information that we collect to produce different resources for our campaign. And um, the first one was our training videos, comprises of Kim's, Hai's, and mine. So Hai talked about um, his experience with gambling since um, the beginning of the addictions, during his addiction and his recovery journey. And in my videos, I was able to talk about what is gambling counseling, the stigmas of help seeking perceived by the Vietnamese community, and the free and confidential services um, that AVWA offered to, to the Vietnamese community. And we plan to use these videos as a starting point for the conversations when we deliver workshops and information sections for the community in the future. And we believe that having that real experience resource would have more impact on the community. And through that, the community would understand that gambling can be addictive and can be very harmful. Do you want to have a look at a clip from the, one of those training videos? Let's have a look at Kim's, a small section of what Kim spoke about. Có một, có nhiều khi người chồng có thể thua lên với một số tiền hàng chục ngàn đồng. Và khi mà bị thua như vậy, thì người chồng về bắt người vợ phải lấy tiền trong cái ẩn khao của họ hoặc là tiền trong cơ sở thương mại của họ để cho người chồng trả nợ tiền cờ bạc. Và số nợ đó cứ tăng dần cho tới một ngày người vợ sau khi đi làm về phát hiện ra căn nhà của mình đã bị dựng bản bán từ nhà băng. Lý do là vì người chồng đã mượn second mortgage có nghĩa là mượn thêm tiền từ cái tiền nợ của nhà băng và không người vợ không biết cho nên họ đã không trả tiền nhà băng đúng hạn kéo một thời gian dài và những cái thông tin mà nhà băng gửi về người vợ không biết tại vì người chồng đã chặn tất cả những thông tin đó cho nên cuối cùng nhà băng mới có một cái biện pháp là bán nhà yeah. Kim, did you want to say anything more about that video? Yeah, um, this video is the true story. When I um, work lowly with the FS victim who had been affected by domestic issues, such as her partner in gambling habits, um, I, have the, I have had the opportunity to talk about the impact that gambling has uh, on their family and bring awareness to the community on how gambling not only affect on the gambler, but how it's also rich and spirit effect on their family member and on the people in their life. I address and will focus on the system on the seeking to have the both simple and provide the advice in regard to the service that can be um, utilized and how to go about the uh, investing such the service for the support and the guardian to both of um, you know the gambler and the victim of their family. Yeah. 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 So you've really been really been supporting the affected others 
people that have been affected by gambling. And in your video, the the clip that we just saw, it talks about the really extreme end of gambling harm, you know, the losing the house, the losing the family. Um, Hugh, could you talk about why um, it was so important for this community group to really focus on the early warning signs of gambling? Yep. Thanks, Jan, for your question. Um, so, yep, so from the discussion with the community committee, um, we are aware that gamblers often don't realize the need to seek professional help uh, because they think it is unnecessary. Um, usually gamblers only perceive gambling as a problem. And when they have to sell things like their house, their car, when they have family breakdown, or when they have to go to prison, um, however, those serious consequences don't need to happen for anyone to realize gambling is a problem. Um, in fact, um, gambling addiction can be detected and prevented when the early warning signs are present. And therefore, the community committee decided that it is important to inform the community that gambling addiction can be spotted through early warning signs and support services can be beneficial since these signs um, uh, start to develop. Um, so the signs which include, uh, which are included in the poster were decided by the committee uh, that they were the most common signs that the community should be acknowledged of. Um, thank you. Do you want to have a look at those posters? Let's have a look at the posters that were developed. So they've been developed in English and in Vietnamese. Um, we might have be able to have a chance at looking at some of those. Yeah, so... Um, having lots of money, borrowing money from family and friends. So these kind of images will be used um, in a social media campaign and we'll also be putting the posters out throughout neighbourhood houses, libraries and in venues. So they're beautifully designed um, images from AVWA and all the text has come from the community committees and from people that really know what they're talking about, the lived experience participants. So thank you. Um, Tao, again, can you um, tell us a little bit about the Vietnamese community's kind of general understanding around gambling addiction? Yeah. So, um, so gambling is pretty common in, in our community, especially during, uh, during the Lunar New Year holiday when friends and families, you know, get together to celebrate. And we, we can also play a few games to win, you know, just small amount of money to, for, for luck for the New Year. And um, we believe that if someone is gambling, it means like it is in the blood and there's nothing we can do about it. And we also do not believe that gambling can be addicted. There are stigmas around gamblers that they are being very greedy and selfish and they can't, and they, and they can't stop the gambling, but they choose not to stop. And, and the community does not understand that how people can use gambling as, co as coping strategies to deal with say, for stress, um, the isolations and struggles during their migration journey to Australia. And the community does not understand that once a person got addicted to gambling, they just cannot stop and they, they are compulsive to, to gamble. So um, due to these stigmas, gamblers tend to hide away from their families and, 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 you know, just struggle on their own. And they do not want to seek help from the professionals because they are too afraid of the stigmas and shame that come from the, the community. Um, we value our reputation in the community so that troubles are usually hidden 
just between um, ourselves. And we think that if we talk about our struggles and seek for help, that is a sign of weakness. You know, we, we tend to think that that is our problem. We have to solve it ourselves. And so we're just so afraid of being judged if we see a counselor rather than seeing it as something that we can help them. Mm. So, um, yeah, so we developed an animation video that addressed different elements of gambling and, and, and the, um, the associate harms. And um, in this video, we explain about um, how gambling addictions affects on the brain, how gambling addiction can be treated. And we also provide a links to um, low cost and free alternative activities that offered by Greenbank City Council that can increase the social connectedness for gamblers and the affected others. Gambling can be harmful, especially for people that have experienced trauma and a lack of belonging. Studies have shown that the release of dopamine during gambling affects the brain in a similar way to addictive substances. The brain changes when gambling becomes a habit. This can mean that people with gambling addiction find it hard to control the desire to gamble. Gambling addiction can be treated with counseling, compassion, and mindfulness, not judgment. If you are struggling with gambling, there are people who understand and can help. Invest in you, connect with community, try and free and low-cost activities at your library, neighborhood house, or leisure center. Contact Gambler's Help at one 858 858. It's a great video. I love that animation. I just want to give a shout out to um, Duane Tran and Min Nguyen, who were the two young Brimbank-based animators who put that together. And it's one of their first jobs, and I think they've done a fantastic, fantastic That's work. Amazing. It is. It's a yeah, lot it is. of work, a yeah, lot yeah. of work. And, and um, yeah, so um, what I was about to say that with this animation video, we also have a Vietnamese version um, and the scenes are similar, but there's just some slightly different element when we mention that how gambling can be harmful um, to people who migrate to a new country. Great. We're getting some nice comments here <laughs> coming through. Oh, there's Malcolm. Hi, Malcolm. Hi, Malcolm. <laughs> He's just saying, great to see you. He helped start all this. Thanks, Malcolm. And AVWA. Good. People are just sending in Thank some you. really nice messages saying how great that animation was. Um, so did... Uh, were there any other resources that you wanted to talk about, Tao? Um, yeah, so apart from the resources, um, we also developed the brochures about free and confidential gambling counselling services that um, offered by AVWA and the information of free and low-cost activities that offered by Prima City Council through neighbourhood house, leisure centres and libraries in, in Vietnamese language. And these brochures will be distributed um, at the community centres, leisure centres, uh, Brimbank's libraries and IVWA's um, offices. So people can just um, come in and, and, and grab the piece of information um, when they are in need. Um, and we also have some interviews with the Vietnamese uh, SBS radio where our lead experiences talk about their recovery journey. And we also have the written articles 
um, which would be published on the Inside Gambling magazine in the future. So much work came out of this. You know, you started this project saying there weren't very many resources available for the Vietnamese community. And seriously, this community, this community has really produced a lot of work. It's been fantastic to watch and a pleasure working with everybody. Sorry that Hi didn't make it through Thank to you. the end, but <laughs> he's yeah. with us in spirit, I'm sure. Um, and, um, yes, so, yes. Yeah, um, I would just always, um, also want to say that it, it is our pleasure to be involved in this project because look how, you know, how many resources that we came up that's going to be very beneficial for the community. And, and it's great that it is in our language as well. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Um, so now I'd like to introduce um, some of the group that worked on the Pacifica Community Gambling Harm Awareness Campaign. This is the, uh, the crew from PICA, Pacific Island Creative Arts Australia. So see, they can enter the building, the virtual room. Do we have them? Doesn't look like it. I okay, we've got um I think they're coming in at 745. Here that we might have oh here they come. <laughs> hi Skibby, hi Gina. Hey, how are you? Hi. Good thanks. That's good. I think we, we were a little bit early because you yeah, we're finishing up a little bit earlier this time this time. Oh yeah, we were we've been following it on the live, so we kind of figured that maybe we needed to jump in. So jump in here now. We are. Yeah, yeah, great. And Rita will be jumping in soon, I'm sure. Uh, she should be on her way. We were just yeah, no worries. So, yeah. Nina, this project, um, we really work closely with PICA. Could you, um, Pacific Island Creative Arts Australia, could you explain a little bit more about what that organisation is and how it's been um, developing um, um, health promotional work in the community or working on health promotional activity in the community? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So PICA is, um, stands for Pacific Island Creative Arts Australia. We're a non-profit organisation. Um, initially, we were a, a creative arts organisation, but more recently, um, due to COVID and um, just other needs within the community, we shifted into a more, um, you know, just engaging the community and, and really delivering messages to our to the Pacifica people, um, not, not just within Brimbank, but then also Melbourne, Victoria-wide. Yeah, and I know, I know you played a Hi, Rita. How you going? We're a bit, we're a bit ahead of schedule. <laughs> we were just talking about PICA and um, PICA's role in, and in um, developing health promotion campaigns for the community. And so um, you've we've taken a really lead role around COVID and, and the vaccination campaigns too. And then... Can we talk about that model that you used and how we just sort of piggybacked on that model for the Gambling Harm Project? Could you talk a bit about that, Rita? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess what can we call the model? It's it's You can liken it to a village, uh, village response, really. Uh, there have been some things that have happened in our community in terms of safety and have uh, really put our community um, at risk, whether it's COVID or um, youth violence, um, and things like that. So when it came to the invitation to take part in the gambling um, 
pro project with Rimbank City Council. I guess it was just a quick chat with Gina and uh, we decided, you know, it's something that we could take on and, and um, adapt our village response, um, you know, work that we already do with the community wide as community engagers. And we thought we could take on this project as well, which means involving everyone in the community, um, whether it's by phone calls, discussions, um, forums, and just getting a sense of how everyone feels about a particular topic. And then we kind of sit down and, and plan on how we can um, engage our community and bringing awareness to whatever the topic is. And that's what we've done in this project. Yeah. And what is your role with Picarita? I'm the managing director and founder of Pika. Um, and if you were to ask Skivy and Gina, um, they'll probably say that I'm the annoying one who comes up, <laughs> who, who brings all the projects to the, the group and go, guys, guys, let's do this. And then they'll be like, you know, and then um, within a month's time, we're all like fully fledged and, and, and going hard out with the project. So it's a lot of fun, but we learn a lot of things along the way. And one of the biggest mm -hmm. learnings that we've come with is that Pika is very important in terms of, um, engaging and empowering our Pacific Island community. And that's something that we've recognized and we thought let's just continue on with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great idea. It's a great model. You can just lay a different health promotional campaigns over the top of it. Um, Skivy, what's your what's your role in in the PICA community? What do you what do you get up to? Um, other than following my wife around and just uh, you know <laughs> doing all the community stuff that we're doing. Um, I, I'm an artist and also a picker creative, but predominantly I've been in the last few months, uh, especially since COVID, I've been able to um, help provide, um, you know, health messages for our Pacific uh, Pacifica community um, yeah. through, um, you know, videos on YouTube or social media um, posts as well too, which falls in line with the work that we're doing here with the Gambling Harm um, Project. So. Um, um, it's it's been a, a great experience, but it's also um, a great opportunity for me to to really help um, our our community in in regards to the gambling harm. So, say with you the messaging that you have been doing during COVID. What's been what's been the approach? How do you get it out there? Yeah, well, it's pretty much just doing um, videos. Um, we've we've got we've been using like TikTok and. Um, you know Instagram uh, videos. So, and one of the, one of the key elements of uh, our, you know the videos that I try to, well, one of the goals that I try to provide is is humour. Um, our people in the Pacifica community are, are really engaged when it when when there's humour involved. So, um, as you you might might see in the video in the clip that we put together for the uh, Gallery Harm project, there's um, there's there's a there's quite an element of of humour in, in the um, in the video. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to showing that. Yeah. And Gina, what what sort of work have you been getting up to with Pika? What's your role been? Oh, my role. Well, I wear a lot of hats um, in, in our Pika family. I'm one of the core team team members, and uh, I'm a facilitator at other times. I'm a volunteer at other times. Most recently, I've been a project lead for our COVID emergency food relief um, and then also working with Rita on the gambling harm um, project that we're discussing tonight so yeah um, it really is one of those things where it, you're, you work on a needs to basis and um, so we don't we don't um, we're not very I guess we we kind of flex mm. we just yeah, flex and go we just meet the needs of the community that is really um why we have so much fun because you could be working on i mean this tonight i'm working on this and then tomorrow i could be assisting with um food relief 
um, it's it's the variety and that really keeps it exciting. And it, it just it's a reminder that there are so many different needs within the community and being able to meet them um, is essential for us. Yeah, great. So um, we have, we've got a bit of time now, so we can unpack the the picker response a little bit. So with the um, with the uh, vaccination rollout at the moment, how have you been managing that? Because I've just because I'm interested to hear how that's been going. I guess I can answer that. Um, so yes. recently, I took on the role as Pacifica advisor to the Department of Health, and um, the main task is to uh, develop a strategy. Uh, for the vaccination vaccination rollout for Pacific Islanders in Victoria, and um, you know, when I took on the role, it was to be honest, you know, um, it it was a very doable task because I had already been involved in the last twelve months in conversations and roundtables, working alongside uh, Victoria Multicultural Commission, Department of Health, rapid response engagement teams, and trying to help community get through the lockdowns, get through being uh, COVID positive. So when I took on the role, it was easy to put together strategy um, and just say to the mm -hmm. department, I've been in talks with a lot of our community leaders and our elders, and this is the way to go. And the strategy is we get vaccinated together. And what mm -hmm. that entails is finding opportunities across the state where, um, particularly in where our Pacifica population pockets are, and finding ways to bring everyone together and book themselves in for their jabs as a family group or as a community group. And we've managed to do that over the last five weeks. And I think the last time I tallied with in five weeks, we've actually been able to um, organize 20 group bookings and uh, book about just under a thousand people. Um, and we've got a lot more bookings to go in the next few months. And it's something that we're going to be keeping busy with. And the role that Pika plays here is supporting me um, in these vaccination hubs. We have a team. Skivy comes, he rocks up with his speaker. There's a video of him that went viral, of him dancing in the corner, doing something at Broadmeadows Town Hall. We provide a really cool atmosphere, a very relaxed atmosphere mm -hmm. that puts our people's minds to ease. We are very much a community who are... Um, our health literacy levels can be considered very low. We are very um, fearful of vaccination. So providing our uh, opportunities for our elders and leaders and people like Skivy um, to be there on site really puts everyone at ease. It makes it makes everyone understand that this is a safe space for you to get the jab and this is a very safe environment to be in. Great. So we're so lucky to have you um, helping with this project because without it, we, we would not have got the traction that we've got because you've already got the credibility with the community and then we've got Skivy, you know, performing and we go, right, there we go. We've got our audience already sorted. So um, one of the, um, at the beginning of this project, I remember right at the start we were talking about it and there was just nothing, awareness um, material for the Pacifica community at all. And I must say, I really think as a result of this project, there's been there's been Definitely. some really significant mm -hmm. shifts. Can we have a look at the brochures that you've got together with Gambler's Health? Do you want to talk about this one, Rita? Yeah, so this is the brochure that's already out there and uh, there was an English, um, there's an English um, copy out there. So what I did was just provide opportunities to kind of revamp it and give it a bit of a Pacific Island spin, as you can see the patterns um, and then a Pacific Islander um, woman in the front cover and also getting translations. So we've got five translations. So blue is for Fiji, um, brown we've got is Samoa. 
Um, and then we've also got yellow, which is New Wayan. Um, and then green is Kuki Airani, otherwise known as Cook Island in Māori. And then the last one is red for Tonga. So those uh, languages are chosen specifically because of the priority needs within our community here. And then this particular um, resource here, this is the gamblers. Uh, this is, which one is this one? The postcard. Yes, with Settlement Services, um, Settlement Services International. International. Yep, and this is yeah. their Multicultural Gambling Harm Prevention. Oh, my gosh, it's a long one, Janelle. Janelle, <laughs> it's a very long title to say, Gambling Multicultural Gambling Harm Prevention Services. And this is their postcard, and, and we did the same thing. You know, we've got five languages. So here you can see the Samoan and the Tongan one. And it really is, you know, having printed resources or digital resources are just two ways for our people to access um, this information. Yeah. So this, um, just being able to have that um, connection with the Gambling Harm Prevention Services. So, you know, gamblers help coming on board to help with the development of the brochures, um, assisting with some funding there to get that up and running, yeah. and also Settlement Services International with the, I mean, I really felt that when we approached both of those very seriously and Settlement Services International were pretty new on the block at that point in time in terms of taking on multicultural gambling issues. And mm. I remember having meetings with them and them saying, um, and you were saying there's no services available for the Pacifica community and they just jumped up on board and yeah, now they okay. have a Pacifica, they've got a Pacifica community liaison officer um yeah. you you also worked you were also through vrgf um you took um cultural training to the cultural gambling training, yeah. yeah could you speak a little bit about that what the work that you did yeah sure it really was just to, um, providing insight into pacific islander um worldviews and perspectives and and you know we are a community here who are living outside of our homeland and that does something to the way that we live it does something to how we settle raise our children and also um you know tackle issues that are that that challenge us like gambling you know, harm. And so that that really was um, what the training was for, to provide insight and to kind of give them insight into, you know, that they could help them with their work as uh, Victoria, you know, Gambling, mm. Responsible Gambling Foundation. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it because, you know, I also incorporated creative ways. And that's something that PICA um, champions here is that we're really good at engaging and using our creative artistic um, skill sets and talents um, because it's engaging and it's something that our people understand. And when we can do that with non-Pacific audiences, it really, we're inviting them into our way of understanding things and communicating things. So I had fun um, rolling out that that session and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. That's good. So I think, mate, I'd really love to be able to show the video now. Can we talk, um, can you talk about who was involved in that, Skivvy? Can you, who, who's your partner in crime in this video? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it was um, myself and, and uh, Vinetta, who is one of our Pika um, artists and creatives as well too. And she's a very funny girl. Like we've, uh, we've been so blessed to have someone yeah. of her skill and talents Um and she's just a real natural as well, too, in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that experience was really great. And um, I think it was probably one of the only options that we had to to, to, to kind of do this project and to provide, you know, this uh, the, the gambling harm messages. As, you know, and like I said before, you know, humour is a very, uh, is one of the, the components that our community really engages with. And Veneta mm. does that with no trouble at all. So 
She's oh, a classic. She's a she's crazy hilarious. Yeah, she's and hilarious. she needs to be on the TV. We need to see more of her. <laughs> let's let's have a look at her. Let's have a look at Skivvy. Yeah, yeah, let's have a look at the video. The highest poker machine losses in Victoria. Printbag. I love printbag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said losses. Oh, yep, every year, one poker machine earns roughly around $150,000. Guys, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And a pensioner earns roughly around $24,000. Mm. Can I have a look? Yeah, sure. See, Brimbank has two leisure centres, five libraries, 12 neighbourhood houses, two cinemas, and 952 poker machines. <gasps> it's so easy to get hooked by the flashlights, the sounds of the machines, that hope of winning free spins. But are you sure? How do I verify that risk? Well, are you using the machines more than once a week? Are you borrowing money from family and friends and lying about how you're spending it? Not paying your bills? Telling lies and frequently taking days off? Absent during the day? If this is you, then you need to do something about it. It's time to invest in you. Get busy and get yourself outside of the pokies. Volunteer at your local community group. Join your local gym. Spend time outdoors. Ooh, I know. You can spend more time with family and friends. That's right, sis. It's better to keep yourself busy outside of the pokies and safe from gambling harm. Invest in you, your family, and your community. Know the signs of gambling harm and reach out for help. Fantastic, guys. Just had such a great tone. Not too preachy. It's fun. What a no. great video, says Councillor Ward. Thanks, Councillor. I was going to say that Vinetta is kind of like our equivalent to River Wilson, Australia's River Wilson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She is. She is. Yeah. yeah. I know. And we had a few delays um, filming that because... Skivvy couldn't keep a straight face with Netta <laughs> on the side. And we had to, even um, Hard, Ahadi, who was behind the camera, we had to like mm, be really quiet. And I had to look away. I was holding the script, but I had to look away because I was like, I can't watch her. She she makes me laugh so much. I know. Hey, shout out to Ahadi and Hud's Productions for putting hey, that Hud's together. Hey, production. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic working with him. Super quick, super professional. So what are you what are you noticing are the kind of gambling issues that the that you're seeing in the community at the moment? Well, I guess it's uh we've to be honest, it wasn't until this project came along that Gina and I actually were able to realize the extent of harm and the impact mm -hmm. that pokies can have on our community because we're largely a community. We we love our bingo. We love, you know, fundraising in ways of, you know, which involves money and winning money. And so pokies is like a different, a whole different world, but we understand that um, our people make up a, a population, a sizable population within Brimbank. And so we knew that our people were being affected by pokies as well. So we, we knew that it was important that we kind of uh, use our talents to bring an awareness to the harm, but it's hard to measure um, the impacts of, of pokies and gambling harm in our community because we're largely a community. We don't have much data 
um, about ourselves. And so how do you measure that when you don't know population there's, stats? There's a, there's a research gap, isn't there, Rita? Yeah, a massive one. An opportunity, so, yeah. yeah, another opportunity. And that's I guess that's what this project brought about, a lot of opportunities, and um, it really did highlight the gaps um, yeah. for future projects, yeah. Um, who's oh, yeah, we Rose, know Rose, 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 Rose. Yeah, she's in, in the UK now, I think. Or well, last I heard she had moved to there. But, yeah, she's a comedian, a Samoan comedian from New Zealand. Okay, yeah. And just anecdotally, what are you seeing in the pokey venues with the community, your community? Skivvy or Gina? Is it, um, at uh, the moment, is it, not, I, I don't know whether... I mean, when they're open, when they're open, yes. <laughs> when they're open, <laughs> I, 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 when they're open, I mean, you know, Rita did touch on it earlier, it's that uh, a lot of our community view the pokies as it's a social, um, it's a place to go and hang out socially. Um, you know, it's safe, you know, it's um, secure, the food is relatively cheap and affordable, um, and then there are these free bright coffee. lights and there's music, free coffee, um, free and it's warm. <laughs> And it's open at the convenience of the hours that it's open. It really is a draw card for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's not just for men or women. They can go together as couples for date nights and meet with other couples. Um, and we have seen that a lot of the time older men who, may, who might be too old to go to nightclubs would generally, they would um, be drawn to the pokies because they can, they can drink a beer, they can play pool, and then they can go into the pokies machine and have a gamble if they like, or there's TAB. Um, I, I, I guess when it's open, when there's no lockdown, these are the draw cards for our people. And I mean, it might seem as something harmless initially, but you know, there is potential for it to become a real mm. issue, which we do know is happening um, across the board. And it's not just isolated to young men, it's young women, it's married couples, it's the elderly. Um, it is. It really is a problem. Do you think people understand that that you can't win on the pokies? Do you think people have got have got that understanding about how they actually work? No. No, I don't think. I, I think um, when we had one of our first meetings that we had with you, Jen, and yep. you were sharing the statistics, and um, the one thing that still stands out for me is the fact that you're playing against an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, that was just going to say yeah, that too. That's yeah. the one that stands out for me is that, you know, it doesn't matter how often you rub the machine or um, choose one that might be <laughs> to the music. Yeah, um, there's no such thing. Or, you know, people have this, um, I know some people that believe if, if it pays out a certain amount of times, then it's going to pay out one, one more time and they just have to keep holding on and feeding the machine. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So I think you, I know that you're also going to be working on some digital posters around this issue as well. So they're coming, they're, they're coming on. I'm sure they'll be ready by Gambling Harm Awareness Week. <laughs> so, and I know that you're going to be, yeah, I know you're going to be highlighting those kind of issues through those. So what's yeah, going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Once you, sorry, I'm just going to say once the project finishes, what's going to happen with all the resources that you've developed? While they're there, you know, we've got the printed resources, their digital forms as well, and they're accessible for VGRF as well as SSI to use. Um, and, you know, it really is, the project has allowed us to open up the conversation and make the community aware that there is help. there, And, and these are the helps um, put in place. And here are the resources that can go alongside that help that you're going to get. Um, 
also we've, we've got a YouTube channel. We'd like to, you know, post up the video, you know, a few more times just to get people, you know, um, and not everybody sees it the first time you post it. So constant posting and constant as well as the digital posters um, mm. are going to help, you know, make our community aware that this is something that we really uh, should be taking notice of and, um, and, and finding ways to keep each other safe. Yep. And got a community conversation on October the 7th. Yes, next week on Thursday, Siskivi will yes. be um, hosting um, oh, a, an online, yep, and we're also going to invite SSI and yourself, Jen, and also uh, members of our Pacifica Health Collective. We've got a few um, Pacific Islander health practitioners, therapy counsellors, mental health nurses, and so this is a really great opportunity for our community to come in. Uh, we'll do an open call out to community, come in and look at the video and the resources that we've produced. Um, and then also have a bit of a conversation as well. Fantastic. It's just been lovely working with you. Hope we oh, get to work again together one day. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time. I know you're super thanks so much, busy. Jen. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, 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 thanks. See you on the seventh. See you on the seventh. Yeah. Yes. See you. Thank you. Oh, great people. So um, now I'd like to open up the virtual room to um, members from the African diaspora community. We're a little bit early, but let's see if there's anyone there waiting. Monica, fantastic. Hi, Monica. Hi, Jenny. How are you? <laughs> How are you going? Look at us. We're a bit sharper tonight, aren't we, than <laughs> last night? Yeah. <laughs> I just came here. I said, "What are you sitting in a position that I don't need to be told again?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's gorgeous. How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, Lydia. Hi. Hi. Can you hear oh, me? Yeah, you, you made it. Hi, Lydia. My sister's oh. knee popped out. Oh, you just said that something was happening with your family. Is she okay? Yeah, she's in hospital. She's she's she was taken to the hospital. Yeah, her whole like need like, and then oh. took like it was a whole situation like forty five minutes for the um the ambulance to come. She was screaming the whole time. Then they had to like give her um what's it called the the drug that makes you high <laughs> some kind of pethidine, some kind of yeah a painkiller that basically made her high. Um, oh, oh, yeah. well, thanks for making it. I just got the text. I go oh no, this sounds terrible, but. No, yeah. Oh, we're in the show. Yeah, we're in the show. Oh, we're in the show. We're not we're in the show. It's okay. Oh, and Josh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, gosh. It doesn't it's matter. Okay. It, it's I just, just my look. sister on blast. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I probably, yeah. It's fine. This, okay, is, what, this it. is what it's like. This is what the community sessions are like. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, hey, how's how everybody? Nice to see everybody. Hi, everybody. Good. Would you like Thank to you. See, I know we've got Ayuan and Agaya coming as well, but they might pop in a, pretty soon. Maybe we'll just start with introducing ourselves and how you've been involved in the project. Monica, would you like to start? Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Monica Majak. I'm a chairperson of Mother, uh, Sudanese Mother Collusion and, uh, in Victoria. And um, actually, in what we have been done in, in lockdown is just like getting busy. We're doing food distribution 
and cooking and doing station in the video live video live like this so we've been busy actually and and uh, in a uh, this project uh, gambling project i'm involved in gambling project because uh, as a as a leader and also i'm a actor in a, in a, this project so that my part in the project and i'm really love it the way the uh, gambling video came out and the message in there is lovely so i love it i love it so much i love thank it you. yeah and you, you're an actress remember you're in the, also yeah. in acting in the play in the um film yeah 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 i said that i said i'm and I'm, I'm an actor in a film oh, sorry, also sorry i missed that oh, I missed <laughs> yeah sorry i said yeah, it in a video in a, this film also we'll see you soon oh here comes are you in hi are you in yeah how are you i'm good <laughs> Welcome. I just struggling to come in. <laughs> no, I know. It's funny. I don't know if it's today. I don't know because my body is all is getting pain because I got the new job today. <laughs> oh, you got a new job today? Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, I went there at, uh, I get about 5 a.m. and I went there at 6 o'clock to start. Okay, it's going to be a long wow. day. We're just, we're yeah, just doing no. interviews. We're just doing some introductions, are you in? I was going to just um, shoot over to Lydia and ask Lydia, because yeah. you've been really heavily involved in this gambling project from the start. This is a culmination yeah. of 14 months' worth of work for you. Can you yeah. explain what you've been doing with the project? Yeah. Um, okay, so initially I, I came on board as a, I was contracted for the whole 12 months and um, initially as a social media and marketing manager and then the campaign producer, um, but my role was very much, um, yeah, cultural engagement and community engagement. Um, and then the campaign um, producing with Ez, who was a film director. Um, so, yeah, my role, it literally just started off with the, the whole steering committee group um, where we were just learning about gambling generally. Um, we were learning about how gambling was impacting the Brimbank community specifically, because obviously it does have the highest losses in Victoria. Um, and then just basically then going into the, the community and working with specific cultural groups to understand how gambling was manifesting in, in unique ways in their community. Um, so that was, yeah, just us doing focus groups. Um, I, I think we'll get into it later, Jen, or did you want me to get into it oh, now? that's all right. Um, yeah, maybe we'll, I'll come back to you on that one come because the, yeah. the process with this project was really strong in terms yeah. of the way that it was rolled out and the really, you know, the... the the engagement process was really strong and that's why I think the results are so strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Josh. Definitely. Hi Josh. Would you like to introduce yourself and what and what you've been doing with the project? Oh uh, yes, thanks uh, Jen. Yes, yeah, so my name is Josh. Um, I'm a therapeutic counselor um, working with IPC Health and I've been involved with this uh, project uh, film project with the African diaspora. Uh, sort of a community awareness campaign, and I think it's been um, a very, very powerful project to be part of. And um, yeah, I'm here today to just uh, share my experiences also, because you know, being a therapeutic counselor, I'm I'm in the front line. So when people talk about gambling harm, like I'm talking to people every day, you know, um, who've been harmed with gambling. So 
yeah, it's nice to be here tonight. Yeah, thank you, Josh. We really value. We're so happy when I found we found you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Josh, come yeah. on board because we got now. And I know that when we roll this campaign out a little bit more over the coming months, you'll play yeah. a crucial role in supporting the Mothers Coalition with, yeah. with their community conversations as they as they roll out. And yeah. are you in? Are you in? What has been? What has been your role in the project? Um, my name is Ayuena Otiak. Hi, everyone. Uh, my role in the film of uh, Gambling Hub is uh, to support the community, to get them out from the the danger, to see the new the the, the good future for them and for children. That my concern to my community. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Ayuan. You no and Monica welcome. and a guy doing, you know, such powerful, strong work in your community and working so hard. Because I often ring and Monica's done one big long shift and then she's going home to cook meals and like these are, you know, you're really amazing community leaders, strong community. Yeah. Put you give a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we together we cooking we're cooking the food and we looking after them like yeah. What did you put the logo? It's coming for a while. They ask Monica, they ask me, we need the support and everything like that. Because the community is focused about us now to help them out for all the all, all problems there. Yeah. They know to go to the Mothers Coalition if they want help. And um, Adong, AD, hi, welcome. Can you tell us a bit about what you've been doing more recently with the project? Yes, so I was not an actress or a producer um, <laughs> or part of the film in any intimate way. But um, as a community developer, um, I've really appreciated this film and this whole gambling harm campaign that the community has um, led for the community. It's been really amazing to see. Um, so my role as of late is to package all of this beautiful work up and um, try and distribute it and just disseminate it um, amongst organizations and other communities that would benefit um, from the film, from our African mothers coming in um, and, and doing the workshops and just empowering the community to seek help uh, when needed. Yeah, great. Because it's, you know, with the, sometimes with projects like this, you know, some beautiful work can come out, but then it's just like you've got to spend another push to make sure that it's grounded properly in community. So we will be having meetings with SSI and Gambler's Help around this particular film as well to make sure that it's used as a resource and that the mothers are known as the people that can come and talk and provide help and support and be like community trainers. Maybe maybe we should have a look at this film that we've been talking about. I just want to um big shout out to Ez and Izzy Films who put this all together and his team and crew. Um, he can't be here tonight, but he and Lydia really did drive the beginnings of this project and we'll unpack what they did after we've seen the film. Let's have a look at the film.
This place has been kinder to me than the world has. Don't judge me, please. And here is my oasis of peace in the midst of the chaotic desert that surrounds me. This is the only establishment to offer us a seat at the table. I sit down, roll the dice to reverse the bad hand I was dealt in life. I spin the wheel in hopes of brightening my future. This machine gives me a chance I wasn't afforded. This machine gives me hope. This machine truly gives me hope. Without pokey machines or a booth, gambling has found its way into the lives of the youth. It's just as addictive as anything they do. It's just as addictive as the games they play. It's just as addictive as the sports they watch. It's creeping in. It's creeping in. Hey, yo. Hey, you know, that's not the best way to invest in yourself, bro. Beautiful lights, soothing music, relaxing fragrances. It's all inviting. But now I see it's all a trap. The thrill, the way time stands still, it's all a trap. I'm ashamed of how unashamed I've become. Spent all my money, forgot all my responsibilities, and I've been here for countless hours. This isn't an oasis, it's a mirage that reels you into self-destruction. Community, community, community. This is my greatest wealth. My sisters, my rock, my community. Thank you for helping me. Community, community. Such a beautiful film. I'd really also want to, you know, big thank you to John Masher for the words for that piece. 
it really is powerful. Monica, at the end of the film, it, it, it uses the repeat words, community, community, community. Why is community so important in addressing gambling harm? Yeah, uh, community is, uh, thank you, Jen. Uh, community is very important in the gambling uh, film because uh, when you have a, a, a problem, for example, you have gambling issue, your community can be stepped in as we show that in the film that community came and give a bit of support to the lady. It showed that community have power in many ways it can come and take shame away from the someone who have been having an issue uh, isolating himself or herself, being inside by herself or nobody supporting them in a, in, a, in, a, in the situation that they are and losing things. Community need to come in to bring them out from the stigma. It means a lot to the community if I'm there alone without anyone and my community is there, I mean like if I don't have my relative here and my community is here, community will stood with me. I will never feel alone. I will never be shamed because my community will come up and uh, stood with me, bring me out from the dangers and advise me and give me a bit of support, although it's not going to be enough, but it will help. And that one is a big enough because when you when you in depression or anxiety and your community stood with you, you will not feel like that again or stigma by itself. You will not feel like somebody in a danger or you don't need to you don't need to isolate yourself because your community came and encouraged you. So the, the word of encouragement itself it means a lot to the person. So that's, that's why I can see community, when John bring that word, it mean a lot to, 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 to us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Monica. It's a beautiful answer. Lydia, I mean, you really took the, that notion of community in terms of building this project. Can you explain the process behind it, getting it yeah. off the ground? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a, a really long process and it definitely required as an eye to, to understand gambling at a really foundational sort of level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that this was a 12-month 12, 12 project made a lot of sense because not only did we have to start off by understanding what gambling was and how it works, particularly the pokies, um, such as the manipulative tactics around it or, you know, the ways in which people can kind of slip into it, then we followed that up by understanding statistically what it's looking like. Um, and then I, I had the responsibility to actually deal with um, a number of communities, not just the African diaspora, for the focus group um, phase of the project. Um, I would consider that kind of like phase two, which is when we actually went into the communities and started to have discussions around gambling. Um, mainly did that with the African diaspora, sorry. And that was really useful because the back and forth dialogue with um, people who were positioned in different parts of the African community um, enabled Ez and I to have a clear picture of kind of like 
the best ways to go about the campaign um, because ultimately the, the the goal is to reach the community in a culturally appropriate and sensitive way. Um, so yeah, that that was that, and that was really good. You know, um, we learned a lot about um, the th sort of things that we shouldn't keep there, and then we understood um, we understood what what um, the re like the points where people were relating on this topic. So we wanted to kind of include symbolism that we knew like our African community would relate to. Um, so Ez and I spent a lot of time brainstorming. Like it was just us two for a lot of it. Um, and this was after the focus group um, part of the project. Um, and yeah, so after that, as and I understood, we kind of mapped out what scenes we wanted to like exist within the campaign. And we understood that we would then have John write a poetry um, to kind of carry the whole visual through. Um, we, we believe that poetry is really powerful and we believe that our community is really receptive to spoken word. So that was another like intentional part of the design of the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, it was just it was just it was easy. It was actually very easy because everyone was like very passionate about playing their part in this project. And so for Ez and I, we just had to kind of put the pieces together. But I mean, the actors were amazing and the team was so amazing. Um, by the time we actually got to the filming part of it, we were really grounded in the project because it had already been months. So we understood mm -hmm. what was happening in the community. We we're constantly checking in with the statistics. Um, and yeah, it, it, it came together so nicely. Like even watching it now, it feels like it's the first time and it's super powerful. I think art and creativity is like a perfect way to reach our African community. Um, and I think that this will, this has such longevity in terms of its impact. Um, so yeah. Fantastic, beautiful response. I Yeah, and I think it's important that you say that you were given enough time for this project to really grow and land because yeah. it does take a while to understand what's going on and the nuances of the community and make sure that they are kind of um, in, um, included in the processes. So it does, it, you yeah. can't do this work quickly. So, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I want to say hi to a guy. Sorry, guy, I haven't, we haven't welcomed mm -hmm. you in yet. Hi, a guy. Hi, everybody. Hi. That's fine. I <laughs> So don't worry, fine. Hi. Yeah, how, it's a little bit hard to hear you, a guy. Uh, oh, no. A little so bit hard to better? hear you. That's better. Yeah, I think my headphones yep. are, you know, not good. Yeah, I just came in late because I was working. We were just saying that that's what's I happening for the, a lot of the mothers. They're doing mm. long shifts, coming in, doing work for the community. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Anyway, thank you guys for you know welcoming me. I was working yesterday. I should be in with you yesterday as well, but I was having a work, and I've managed to finish early today so I can attend that beautiful meeting with you guys because I don't want to miss out. <laughs> so yeah. And I go. How did you? How did you get involved in the project? <laughs> Uh, you know what, uh, Jane? I didn't know about project, actually. You know, I was just calling. I think I heard about it from Monica and UN, And I thought it's just like a, a something simple. You know, I didn't know that's going to be like a huge movie. I thought it was just like, you know, some little act or something like that. And I forgot about it. And then in the morning, I think around 9 or 10, Monica said, okay, where are you? We, we, we are going to that <laughs> house. And I said, okay, oh, what? So, and, you know, I packed my stuff, I left, and I didn't read the message because we're supposed to bring, like, clothes <laughs> to change. 
<laughs> but I didn't see that. <laughs> so I drive down and then I said, okay, I don't have nothing. We have to just borrow some, uh, you know, African oh, materials. That's right, I remember our, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have to just borrow some material. We were wearing and then, you know, ending thing, uh, Linda, that young, you know, uh, young girl. So, and when I saw her, she was putting, I don't know, what was that? Is it a flower on on uh, at her hair? I, I said, well, okay, that is really interesting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, this movie is going to be a serious movie because, you know, some movies we don't see those kind, you know, all the time. And then, you know, we're ending, you know, being a lovely movie and a lover, and, you know. And, you know, even my kids, they're teasing me. They said, Mom, why are you looking grumpy? Why are you upset? You don't, you, you know, because they saw movie and they tried just, you know, picking on me about, you know, have you seen Antia Mukam? Have you seen Antia Mukam? They really did a great job. Why are you looking like that? Why are you, why are you fighting for? And I said, I feel it because this lady, she won us money. And we didn't know that, you know, she just didn't have money to play golf. <laughs> no, it was actually a nice movie, you know, a, a movie, you know, I'm really happy to be there. Because I know that the project is going to finish now, and I don't know, Jane, what is going to happen next now. You know, because what I, is I really like the yeah, that's what well, the think, project is finished. Yeah. Well, I think what's going to, are you in? What do you is going to happen next? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I, I, I get the sense because you've done, the, the Mothers Coalition have been doing some gambling harm awareness training. So my understanding was that the Mothers Coalition would now be using that film as a training with their community. Is that happening? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think she is. I think I is confusing. I love how a guy was referring to did not understand it, yeah? She didn't understand the question is for her. Oh, no, that's okay. That's fine. No problem. That's all right. No problem. That's all right, a guy. Asking that's fine. But it's all right, yeah. We can just go ahead with another, you know. Um, yep. questions and other yeah. That's okay. I think I'll ask Josh. Josh, what do you think are the important messages that have come out of that film from your role as a, as a counsellor? What do you think are the important messaging in there? Well, I'd say uh, this topic of gambling is um, it's ignored maybe. Uh, that's a word uh, in the community. It's, it's a real issue uh, but never like nobody talks about it uh, but every day, uh, people are drowning, you know, uh, losing a lot from gambling, not just monetary terms, but even just relationship, you know, their health, um, you know, properties. Like, as I said, um, I'm talking to people every day on a daily basis that have been impacted by gambling. Like, the, the impact is, is so huge. Like, uh, it's time, like, it's... This is just the right time. Uh, this movie has come out to, you know, start these conversations, uh, and I don't think there's been any project of this sort before uh, within the African community. So I think it's such a huge step forward, um, and I'm very sure a lot of people that have watched that movie, I mean, they they can reflect, you know, they can relate to, you know, maybe a brother or a sister or a friend who is you not know, gambling. Like it just, you know, sets the conversation in the right direction. 
So yeah, my thoughts were that it's a powerful message um, and probably a good start. Uh, looking forward to more of these sort of projects within the African community. Because I agree. Gambling is an issue. It's it's a real issue within the community, though not you know people not, don't talk about it. Obviously, shame, embarrassment, and um, yeah, just you know not not wanting to know what's happening in your space in terms of gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. film can be used as a conversation starter to to open yeah. up the conversation in a way that's non-shameful, and also yeah. the way that. Uh, I think in the in the film it shows real compassion and a lack of judgment um, yeah. is a way to treat that situation. So it's a good way to start the conversation. Ad, in your role um, in promoting the film, where do you see it going? What what do you want? Yeah, where do you see it landing? Well, I see it in three parts because everyone, um, different people have different capacities. Um, you know, so. At the very minimum, I would love it for people within the community and the wider Australia to share the film for its creativity, first of all, but also for its message. Um, but ideally, I would love the opportunity for the Mothers Coalition, who have now been trained to run these workshops on gambling, to go into community organisations um, and wherever they're invited, whether it's schools, sporting clubs, um, et cetera, and really delivering this message because it is one thing to watch the film or to just have a conversation, but it's another thing to have members from the community really step in and, and be there to talk about it and answer any questions and show people that they really are here and that there are people that are not going to judge you and that are really genuinely here to support you. It's not just a film, it's real. Yeah. It, exactly, exactly. So we'll we'll be working with Gamblers Help and SSI to get this film out through their gambling help prevention, gambling help services, and and make sure that the mothers get known as the women that can come and deliver the film and talk to community in a non-judgmental, compassionate, and loving way. So thank you everyone for coming in tonight. It's it's really great to see all your faces. And thank you for the time that you gave to the project, your passion for the project. Like Joshua said, this has filled a gap in resources by providing something for the African diaspora community. So we're getting, oh, Councillor Borg um, is sending out a message. It's amazing what the community can achieve through empowerment and delivery of projects. Well done to everybody. Thank you, Councillor Borg. Um, so... I think now we'll just move on to the section where we can get some questions from the audience. So, Monica, can you stay with us? And then we'll bring in Rita and Tao. And I think everyone else from the community, you can. No. Thank you so much. So now, hi, send us some questions. Send us some questions. So now it's like, here we go. So hopefully there's still people watching. Um, hopefully there's still people watching and we're going to start getting some questions. And if not, we'll have a conversation. Any questions coming in? <laughs> this could be awkward. We'll have to ask each other. <laughs> But um, I'm glad that we have so many positive comments and feedbacks from the audience yeah. today. You know, yeah. it, it like um, the results that we have been producing. 
this really works and it's going to be very impactful um, once we roll out the, the project. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might. It might be that people aren't um, going to be sending in questions. I'll just see if there's. Any, but um, is there anything else that you wanted to say, just as a wrap up for the for the uh, the project? If this is. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What was the most surprising thing you discovered during this project working with your communities? That's a great question. Thanks, Rachel. Rachel's actually been the project officer from VRGF for this project. So what was the most surprising thing you discovered? Oh, that's a great question. What do you think, Rita? <laughs> oh, oh. Mm, surprising thing. Mm. I think it's what Gina was touching on earlier. It was the stats. It was the information. Like I had no idea that Brimbank had the highest losses to pokies. Um, And if I remember correctly, it's something like 12 years, 13 years in a row now. Yeah, 12. The news came at a time when um, the Crown Casino, um, you know, inquiry came, um, investigation occurred as well, which I kind of uh, contributed to in terms of, Pacific Island community voice towards that investigation. And um, so that was like everything was gambling safety in, in the first part of this year. And so I was really surprised to learn about that. Um, and it really posed a lot of questions in regards to how how we could keep communities, multicultural communities safe, because we are migrant communities who we have a lot of settlement issues um, you know, and, and money and finances are a huge part of our stresses, um, which, you know, forces a lot of our people to go to these venues. So I, I learned a lot. and But that was the most surprising thing about the mm. amount of money that is lost by Brimbank City Council on those pokies venues. Yeah. Oh, it's lost by the community. community. Um, yeah, lost by the community. Yeah. And it doesn't come back into the community. Yeah, that, that, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, so the money was just going out, yeah. Um, Monica, I think you were saying the same thing about the um, the South Sudanese community and other communities that you work with, that this that financial um, vulnerability of your community, that there's not a lot, people don't have a lot of money and that they're just trying to get a quick win on the pokies. It's an issue, like, isn't yeah. it? That Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, it's an issue, Jenny, because um, uh, it's very surprising to me because uh, uh, especially when I see my community or other community, especially our community, uh, doesn't have any money. Uh, I can see somebody doesn't have, like, saving, and uh, you, you're going to do the pokey machine trying to winning money and uh, knowing that you don't have any 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 saving that will will cover you or will support your family later if you lose some of the money you should be have some money so that one is surprising me and uh, and what make to be a damaged a lot in our community is like when some people win, for example, we have somebody who win money uh, two years ago, and that one become a big big shock to the community. So, so many people, uh, so many women, although they don't have 
a hen or they don't have money, they're still trying, they want to go to poking machine and win some money, which is not going to be a happen. It is not going to be happen because poking machine can take your money, the small you have, the small amount you have, you wish you should support your family, the poking machine can take it and you will never get that money. So it is big surprising for me, if I don't have money, I can't, I can't be bothered to go to poking machine, the small thing I have, I have to save my kid or pay my bill, something like that. So yeah. this thing is really, is really damaging and it's a big surprise for me anyway. Yeah. I remember um, IUN saying that, you know, for a lot of people, they haven't experienced these pokey machines before, not from their home countries. And then they're coming to Australia and they're everywhere, but people don't necessarily understand how they work. And so it's really important that we get that messaging out about how they actually work. Yes, because uh, some of the people, they don't know meaning of the poking machine, actually. They're seeing it when you go there, you will get money. But uh, the poking machine is taking your money. You will say, bring it and bring it, and you will never get it. Because you don't know, people doesn't know how to play the poking machine. You don't have experience about the poking machine, and you're using it. So it's really quite shocking for, for, for the people. It's just like your heart saying, I want to try that. It maybe it will help me, but it's not going to help you. It will take the no. small you have. So yeah. it's truly, it's ideally, I UN say that is right thing. We need this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, this film, some people to, to get this message in the right way, not in the wrong way, because when this message has been sent out, it's to help us, to help our people. Although you don't have anything, you need to focus for your small thing in order to help you, not to just to go to lose it, to go into poking machine and use that, which is cannot helping you. It's yeah. a big damage. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Monica. Tao, was there anything surprising that surprised you as part of this project? Yeah, so it's not surprising, but I think I found that very interesting that how storytelling can be very, very powerful because, um, you know, all of the resources that we had, it's just starting from the storytelling sections. And when I think it is, it's very amazing when you have, you know, um, the gamblers and affected others sitting in one room and have that kind of very disclosure conversations um, and we, we, they kind of have the opportunity to, you know, letting each other know how they really feel and, you know, their feelings during the, the addictions and kind of gain some more compassion towards each other rather than just, you know, blaming why you're so greedy, why you're so selfish, you know, you don't think about me. And the gamblers have the opportunity to say, to explain to them, um, to their loved one, how they really feel during their, their addiction so i think it's, it's amazing yeah that was and, really powerful and quite emotional i mean i couldn't understand because everything was in vietnamese but you could feel the emotion in you know the room when the affected others and the gamblers were communicating yeah and 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 once the com uh, the conversation got really hit it but they still feel we still feel that you know that safe environment when we, we know that we are very safe to have a conversation rather than you know just judging each other. I think it's it's, it's hard to find, but um, it's very powerful. You know, one of the stories that we've had, and 
and thanks to that, we have one of the resources that we've made. That's right. And it, yeah, it is. We've got a question here asking how the, this collaboration will be sustained into the future. Avi, I mean, Tao, you probably got some thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think with all of the resource that we are already having, so we, um, as I mentioned earlier, the, the training videos would be used for as a starting conversation for our workshops and information sections for the community. But we also have that kind of linked already with the brochures about Invest in You and um, the alternative activities that provided for the communities. And, and um, with Green Bank Council, with, in leisure centers, neighborhood house or, or, or libraries, we, they already have, also have the Vietnamese speaking staff. So, you know, it's feel like, um, well, we welcome and, and the community when they come to those um, community centers, we don't feel that because of the language barrier. So we can't get to the services that are being offered by, by, the, by, by the council. So that's mm. something that we're really looking forward to. Yeah, because that was a big part of, a part of the of the project was that we wanted to make sure that the Vietnamese speaking staff at council were able to connect with the mm. AVWA community, so we could yes make sure that that yeah exactly that people felt safe and that there was someone that could understand when they entered the space. Mm. Yeah, um, I says, uh, my understanding is that we we will be grounding these resources with um, S Settlement Services International and Gamble so that these resources won't get lost and they'll be used on and on as um for, for to support people and affected others because i think we're kind of i feel like we're sort of wrapping up we're coming to an end there it's not huge numbers of questions but i really just i really want to thank you so much for coming tonight and for all the work that you do you are the leaders in the community you hold so much together i just remember i was describing um rita as like a big tree like a tree that's got holding 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 so much same with monica same with you tao it's um been a pleasure to work with you i also want to thank um all the community committees the steering committee that helped guide this project all the staff at brimbank city council who worked hard the management people that were managing me thank you so much and also particularly the comms team who uh they just um they just work so hard and they really um did do a lot for this project and um, put in lots of extra hours thank you so much um, I'd like to thank the Victoria Responsible Gambling Foundation and uh, my project manager, Rachel, for supporting this project so well. Please visit uh, the Brimbank City Council website and the web um, links will be on the Facebook feed. Um, there's, a fee there's the link there. All of those resources are going to be available. It's going live during Gambling Harm Awareness Week. Please access the resources and use them and share them. And Finally, um, we will be putting an evaluation link into the Facebook feed and we would really, really appreciate you giving us some feedback about your learnings tonight. Thank you, everyone, and um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, watching the results of this Invest in New project. It's been a lovely night and uh, thank you and good night.